All right. All right well, so why don't we uh, take that from the top? Because that was that was not great. <laughs> and for so, yeah, my sake, is, yeah, it'd be easier. Yeah, oh, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, from wow. the top, third time, go. Okay. So yeah, this is the off the clock. Wow. Wow. Just loved, <laughs> it. loved it right away. This is the, the best. Off We're the best. <laughs> this is the off the clock podcast. Uh, I'm Chris, that Canadian. I'm Josh. G Wiz from Space Cat Design. And uh we have a special guest this week. Uh Kyle is what he chooses to be go to to be called. We we talked about that ahead of time, but uh you probably know him. Um would you say it's your company name or just kind of your what, what would you say Keyforge is? Um online I usually go by Sneaky Potato. Sneaky so Potato. <laughs> yeah, like on Geek Hack, I'm Sneaky Yeah, potato. I did know I did I didn't know what that Honestly, I'm old, so I don't know what everything means. So I'm afraid <laughs> to say certain things because um, I don't know what they mean. And that sounds like it could be some kind of bad thing. That was like my I'm pretty sure that was my like original Xbox 360 gamer tag. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure if you go find Sneaky Potato on Xbox, that's that's me. That's all. Yeah. I, it took me like it took me like a week. There's to a bunch of rep, like complaints filed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. uh Chris, oh yeah, and anyone who's watching our Twitch right now, so just um, it's a little bit different uh, for this week again because Chris still has no furniture. <laughs> yeah, I, the moving truck isn't going to be here till next Wednesday. Um, what? So Fuck. I currently for real? Just, well, yeah, it'll be. It should oh be all God. before the next podcast. I should be set up. Oh, I'm not. I don't even care about that at this point. I just I feel bad. Yeah, no, it's a bit. It's a pain. I wish it was here this week, but so yeah, I've got another week without furniture, which means I'm just on this tablet. I did buy a microphone, so I'm Are not you okay? Do you like need? Do you need us to send you anything? Do <laughs> yeah, you need, do you need like one eight hundred pizza or what's that? <laughs> we can pizza. we could submit you a pizza from that subreddit. Are you sleeping on like a mattress or are you just on the? No, floor? I've got a bed. I bought. You a went bottle. to IKEA. I know oh, that. Okay. I did not buy an IKEA bed, but yes, I got a. Oh, I've got a I sleep on an IKEA bed, or I hate their mattresses. IKEA, no, I sleep on an IKEA frame with uh, one of those uh, beds you get that comes like squished, you know? Yeah, that's what I got. It. Yeah, yeah, tuft and needles. And I it got. smells. Art, I don't know. It's, it's kind of they smell weird when you open them at first. Mine smelled fine. Mine was great. Really? Yeah. Um, mine. They blasted it with like fake. Uh, <laughs> what's that shit called? Starts fine. with a V. No, nah, it starts with a V. Vehicle, uh, like uh, whatever, <laughs> vehicle. dude. <laughs> Fucking, well, it's definitely not a vehicle. Um, oh, ve- and to answer my, Ishtar, the vehicle stint, yeah, I haven't seen too much of that. I was gonna say, uh, yes, it is. Uh, there is a lot of echo because I have no furniture. I was that's what I, I listen, I that's wanted all. to make that joke so bad, but I felt bad, so <laughs> I was oh, I'm happy. Okay. I'm happy you made it. All right, sweet. No, no, I, I am living <laughs> off nothing right now. I have one pan, paper plates. Um, I cooked an egg this morning. That was good. This is getting sad. This podcast is getting <laughs> yeah, sad. This took a weird turn. I know, right? Put a send donate me, link in the bottom. Just send me pizza, please. I'm dying. I haven't eaten in weeks. So, well, like, when you make food, do you just do you put food in the pan and then cook like <laughs> like the vegetable, and then you just take it out, and then do you just put the next thing in the pan, or do, is it just all in one? Do you eat anything besides eggs, or is it just eggs? <laughs> Well, I've only been here a few days. I've been eating that, out mostly. That ketogenic oh, nice. diet. Nice. Nothing but eggs and cheese. Bacon. And bacon. Yeah. I did that for a while, man. But then my heart started skipping beats. So Probably a I, good sign to stop. Yeah. That's what the, you know, the doctor agreed. Doctor's like, you know, you're going to die. You should stop. 
they hate that diet, man. Any they doctor, do. they are not. They're like this diet. I don't care if it works. <laughs> they're like it's terrible for you. Yep. Um, I guess I mean like LeBron James does it, but he's that doesn't really count. LeBron can do whatever he wants. Really. Right. Right. The, do- the doctors will tell him he's healthy as a, as a horse, even if he's dying. They'll be like, "No, LeBron, you're healthy. Get back out on the court. You're all right." <laughs> well, he doesn't have to worry about that this year. Oh, that's true. That's true. <sighs> well, anyway, uh, getting back to keyboards. Podcast. Yeah. Um, so Kyle, do you want to, I guess like if you just give us like your elevator pitch of like, you know, that question of like, who are you for anybody who might not be like big on the artisan side of things? I'm sure anyone who's on that end of things is familiar with you, but yeah, I, uh, I, I make keycaps and shit. I, uh, I started a few years ago just started making some designs and things like that. And it's kind of gotten into this huge thing to where it takes up most of my time making keycaps. And um, I make shishis and orochis and molders and those sculpts and uh, a bunch of new stuff coming along down the pipe. So yeah, that's, that's what I do. My, my days are filled with resin and, and molds and things like that. So it's fun. I love it. It's a, it's a really cool hobby to be in. And it's something that I never thought, you know, several years ago that I would be able to incorporate into like make it make it a large part of my life. I always thought it would always just be some weird hobby that I did on the side that, you know, you try to explain to people and they just think you're insane. See, so now it's still that way. But at <laughs> least, you know, it's like when I tell them, it's like, I, I don't give a shit what they think. But, now, when you say so you say years when like what, not what year, but well, maybe, yeah, maybe what year did you first start or, you know, I should really have like a sheet of all these like actual facts. Cause, but you know, I think, I think I started sh- in 2000. I think you mean the shitty interview questions that everyone. Oh yeah. Ask. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I you started don't have to be, you don't have to be nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it was like 2016. If I remember right, I okay. could be wrong on that. I'm pretty sure it's 2016 though. And, and you came just, out with what was the first, like what was your uh, my first, uh, like the first sculpt that I really sold was, uh, the saber. So that was forever ago, back when I was just excited to get something in the pot and get get some keys made. So kind of like a saber tooth tiger sort of design, and I did that. And I also made the first molder, which is just a skull. Nothing yeah, that's really actually special. so weird. I, I just I I won one of your raffles. Oh, you yeah. Know, yeah, recently, and I got the the molder and a saber. So that's actually weird. Um, really? Wait, you got a saber? Yeah, I think. It's the La, Co- La Cocaina. That oh, one? yeah. So you got the V3. Cool. So, yeah, you got the two. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, those I was, were the two. Uh, I was stoked, I man. Yeah, I was very yeah, happy. Cool and that's win. cool to know. Yeah. Okay. That didn't sound like you totally hooked me up, but you definitely did not. Dude, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, never talk, we never talked about it until right now, I promise everybody. Oh, no, man. I mean, yeah, <laughs> dude. Those are – hold on to those, man. Oh, no. Yeah. The, <laughs> my wife, dude, anything that's cat like – the save that that was taken from me immediately it's on her keyboard wow, wow. well that, that's good to hear i'm glad oh yeah, yeah i started with those two designs and uh, after that it just kind of whatever whatever came to my mind and whatever i wanted to do next which is actually a lot harder a lot harder than it sounds it's it's very difficult well, coming up with new ideas <laughs> so i don't want to dominate the the questions here i definitely want chris and and uh Jan to to chime in because i know like just so you know they're they're less on the artisan side of things than like my mm. I'm, I'm not even like i would like there are people like that's you know that's their main thing and so yeah. that's not even really me i i respect the hell out of like everybody who is in that scene um and i obviously take part in some of the raffles and stuff but i'm not mm. like 
even I'm not like super, super crazy into it. Oh yeah. Um, so I, that's why we thought this would actually be pretty funny because you, you could get questions maybe that you wouldn't get from like yeah. the normal, the normal crew. But I do have to ask you one thing before that, okay. um, because it's, it's been on my mind for a while. It's bothered me for a while. Oh my gosh. No, it's nothing bad. Well, What's your favorite maybe. Taco? no, 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 no. It's not the taco oh. question. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so there's a key cap. When I look through your, your log of caps and it's got hair in it. (laughs) Yeah. I want to know the the people want to (laughs) know. Okay. I don't know if I want to know. Don't, don't speak. Is uh, how do you ask this nicely? Uh, Where's the hair from? Yeah. Where's the hair from? Where is the hair from? It it is definitively 100% from my beard. Okay. I, I, uh, your was pelvic that, beard. <laughs> <laughs> no, my taint beard. That oh, Christ. Beard. Even That's better. So much worse. Wow. I was just kind of messing around with some ideas. I came up with the name Hairloom, you know, as a, as a name oh for a key. And I was like, oh, that's such a good name. But I didn't know really what to do. And uh, so obviously um, you. Yeah. So I was in trimming my beard one day and, <laughs> and it's all very hygienic. I wore gloves and everything and I trimmed it and then I, you know, I washed the hair and then I put it into an oven to dry it so that it wasn't like full of oils and things like that. Let's say and, I got my hands on one of these keycaps and I, I melted it down and got the hair out and I, I tested it for drugs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you would wow. absolutely find it in there. <laughs> Lots of crack. Oh, oh, God. Jesus, I would never go right to crack. That, that was one of those keys that was really funny because I didn't really think about how some people might be really grossed out by that. You know, it was just kind of one of those, like, I thought it was a really funny idea. And I only made, I think there's only like five of them. There's not very many of them at all. I think there's like five. And the, uh, the first time I saw it, I thought, okay, well that's pubic hair. Yeah. Th- there were people who were very grossed out by it and who were just like, that is so fucking disgusting. And I, and I made me stop for a second and I'm like, wow, I, I didn't even think of it from that. No, but you know what, like, man, listen, honestly, and this is true. Like, so I thought that at first. I was like, wow, that's fucking gross. But yeah. then I was like, you know what? That's art, man. Like it really is. <laughs> like it, it is. Like it, it's a it's a it like it certainly is art. And like I you know, I don't know how to like define that better than that. But it I mean it made me think a lot about a lot of things. So that's if that's not art, I don't know what is. You know what it made me think of is uh that when I was a kid, uh, you know, guitar center. Yeah. You ever guys ever been to guitar oh, center? Yeah. I remember yeah. when I was a kid. I went to Guitar Center and they had a Zach Wilde guitar that now I could be wrong. Now this might this might just be like anecdotal, but I I I in my mind I remember there being some guitar that had like a couple of drops of either Zach Wilde's blood or, <laughs> or some other guitars. What? I could be totally off here. And it was mixed into the actual like paint that was used on the uh, on the guitar and then they clear coated the top of it. So it kind of had this like really cool red over white swirl to it. You'd never know it was blood, like if you didn't know that. But anyway, I remember thinking that, or like, yeah. And, and later, I remember thinking, like, that would be cool. But you know, blood is obviously that huge. Like, you know, you can't do that. But well, so I, I, I'm surprised know. that Zach. Like, I'm surprised that he they used his blood. Like, not. I mean, no offense to the guy, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's no, a I rock could star. Be wrong, but I remember <laughs> that's basically what I thought of later. You know, I was always thought like, what could I do to put in a cap that would be like. A little bit personal and i thought you know what could be more personal than my own beard hair 
I mean, there, there's, there are things, but there are things definitely. <laughs> it's like that movie, the red violin. The what now? Okay. You ever seen this movie? Hold on. Two wow. things. First of all, did we ever say that we have a special guest host? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Did but, you? Uh-uh. Oh, did you? He says, did you? It's my fault. Well, yeah, uh, You're the one who was introducing everyone. That's true. Uh, so really quick. Yeah. So we also have Jan Fale here um, from QMK fame is how we usually bill him. Uh, I don't know if that's, it's still how you want to be billed, but, uh, <laughs> I'm just, so here yeah, everyone say hello <laughs> to Jan. Um, and yeah, so go ahead, Jan, what were you saying? <laughs> so there's this movie called the red violin and it's about a violin. a violin that this guy makes after his wife dies and it uses the, uh, so I was like, Whoa, damn dude, you got to move. To a better neighborhood. <laughs> coming. Yeah, they're coming to get me. Oh, that's you? They're uh they're delivering me pizza. Oh man, I thought that was Jan. No, no, it's quiet here. Damn. See uh, Anyway, so <laughs> he's in downtown. Talking, it's noisy. We're talking about how to put our DNA into our art. Okay. That's a thing. Um luckily I'm a vendor, I don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for your sake. You better hope I'm not. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess since Chris kind of already ruined it, um, we like to ask. <laughs> I ruined it. Well, you kind of did. We, we, wow. we like to ask the same question of all of our guests. And um, instead of that being like, oh, what's your favorite keyboard, which I'm mm. sure we'll ask you later. But it's, yeah. it's, what is your favorite type of taco? I like chicken mole tacos so i I like that in vegas there's a roberto's taco shop and they don't have chicken mole tacos but they have these deep fried chicken tacos that are like just absolutely fucking amazing they deep fry the shell the cheese is just absolutely like just they load like three inches of cheese on the top of it and they oh it's just so good vegas anyway mole i like chicken mole so any chicken mole taco i will just absolutely go crazy for i love i love chicken mole so you're from Vegas originally? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up near, uh, kind of north of Las Vegas. And okay. um, yeah, then moved to, just kind of have moved up north since then to kind of get away from the heat. That's uh, my wife and I yeah. got married in Vegas. <laughs> oh, very cool. Yeah, it's one of, our, one of our getaways, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good time. We, me and my wife want to go to Vegas pretty soon. It's fun. It, now oh, that, now is it, it's so much there. fun. Oh, it's a great time. Oh, is it actually? It's legal there? I didn't oh, know it's, that. Oh, it's recreational. Oh, man, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's legal here, too. Wow. It's, it's yeah, medically legal in PA. That's, that's very, weird. very illegal. Is that what you said? It, it, no, I said it's medically legal. Oh, okay. the, yeah. the tax money is too hard to ignore. Dude, well, oh, tell yeah. that to North Carolina and well, a bunch of other these states. states will. Okay. I mean, I don't oh, want to turn it into the 420 podcast, but it's 424. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, so I guess back to the, to the keyboard shit. Cause that's what we're here for. Right. right. Um, let's say, I mean, I guess like, so f- for Chris and for like Jan, like, so you guys, you're not like into the artist and scene, but what have you guys seen that exists that does like interest you? Um, oh, the actually, only one that's ever interested me. Oh, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you should go on and tell your story about the the flag. I, I, yeah, we already. Yeah, that, that's the I, only one that's ever interested me is the Jelly Key Canadian flag, and I found it on Reddit, and I was gonna buy it, and then someone else bought it. 
<laughs> moving. What a moving story. I mean, that, that, that's the gist. I mean, it happened over a few weeks, but you know, you should set up an alert. It was unfortunate. Uh, with that, nah, I don't care that much. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna seek it out. Jan, is, is your answer better than that? Uh, I actually have three. What? Uh, three <laughs> answers. Okay. No, I have three artisans. So I have like an alien keycap. Um, that uh, I got. Oh, the is that the injection molded uh, like? Yeah, it's actually pretty nice. I don't know how to say that guy's name. Banu- like, isn't it like New Thu or something like that? Yeah. Oh, is that? Oh, that it's makes sense. It's like, well, that makes really? sense then. Yeah, because like uh, he had a second round, and uh, I tried to. I was thinking about getting another one, and the shipping was ridiculous because he's in New Zealand. So yeah, every that's time a rep gig. Yeah, every time he does that, I'm like, yo. Well, because he works through um, what you call it, right? Mac- what is it? That he used to do the proxy, but he doesn't do it anymore. He has oh, his own. really? Oh, yeah. Because then the shipping was totally reasonable, before. right? Because he would, and he would only pay. Oh, I wonder what that's about. Hmm. I don't know what happened. And mm-hmm. then uh, the the one keycap that I always wanted, and I finally got recently, is a Galaxy Key Silicon. Uh, I've always had my eye on that one. That is. I managed to get one. It's it's basically an SAC keycap with um, a piece of silicon die in there like a chip mm. oh, oh like, i do know what you're talking about yeah, yeah, that, yeah i remember when those came out that was cool they're su- they were they were pretty pricey right or something people were upset uh, about something i don't know they're always they're upset. not cheap but uh, <laughs> you know it was a raffle and it was a color nobody else wanted yeah so i do remember that that was yeah that was pretty cool i find that people who say like they're not into the artisan thing like they tend to like the ones that are shaped like the keys still yeah definitely and yeah, that makes it, that. that makes sense. I mean, that's what gets you started. Usually it doesn't. Yeah. You don't stray too far. Like it's, it's still the gateway. Like, it's the gateway key, <laughs> the gateway drug to, yeah. to the, to the bigger stuff. You start with the, the simple <laughs> keys. You're like, Oh no, you know, my wife's not going to be too mad. If I spend $15, my girlfriend's I not going to buy this one. Jelly 15. key. Yeah, not a big deal. This jelly key, you know, nobody. Yeah. I'll buy that. And then all of a sudden you're just deep, you know, it's 3am, you know, Y'all you're got that key forge. <laughs> Yeah, you're you know you got your underwear around your freaking ankles, and you're looking at the monitor, and you know you're looking at stuff you'll never have. That's that's what happens. Oh man, I you know what I used to Oof. go through. I used to do that. Look at the ones like, oh man, those are so cool. I'll never have them. And then Josh found his wife. <laughs> what? <sighs> Chris, Josh, don't be upset with. Me. I'm not upset with you at all, man. How can I be? <laughs> how can I be upset with you? You're using a fucking Surface tablet to do it. <laughs> <laughs> a service tablet that's been consistently blue screening. Yeah, because so. it's got bad RAM, right? You still bad fixed it. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I can't usually, when, usually, when well, you can't open it up or it like voids. No, the God, no, you can't. Well, you can't open these up first of all because there's no screws. You have to like pry this. You have to get the screen off, and also everything's soldered to the motherboard. So. Oh man, I sell pry kits. You should buy one. I, I could. <laughs> I, I still. It's still all soldered to the motherboard, Josh. Whoa, Danny's here. What the fuck? I, I bet you could fix it, Chris. No, no, I've looked. It's not worth my, it's not, I will more, more than likely break the screen. Do you see at that, that point? There's nothing I can do anyways. Cause uh, I can't solder Ram from a motherboard. I'm sorry. I'm not that talented. Is it soldered? Really? Oh yeah. No, it's all uh, the uh, surface. I mean, I think all the surfaces had a soldered on Ram. Cause they're so I mean, thin. I guess that's one way to keep it in there. <laughs> well, it's, it's cause they're so thin and they can't really, they, they say, you know, can't support the swappable memory. You know, it takes up more space. Kind of like the iPads. You wouldn't expect an iPad to have a, you know, stick of RAM. 
Well, really quick, Danny is checking in on Twitch. Uh, Wait, Danny's on Twitch? He's getting ready. To, he's just said he's getting ready to fly out, so he'll be back with us next week. He better be. But so fire me, fire you, Danny. You're not on, even here. On that, hold on. On that, on that note, though. Um, so, like, I, I guess I'm trying to think. Um, is there like injection molding? I think I I like that a lot. I I know it's not everyone's favorite look or everyone's like favorite process, and there's a debate on if it's like a real artisan and all that good stuff. I got I got that. But I'm actually a big fan of it because I feel like the color matching is always really what well done. At least definitely what I've seen from Banu Nuthu or whatever from BN. Yeah, BT that guy. But like I I wonder if that's not what it would take like for a cap like more like his something that's like more uniform but still kind of different. Like maybe it just has like ears on it or something, but it matches the set. If that's is, what, is there like an explainer that talks about this stuff? Like, what do you, you know, mean? The injection molded versus oh, you know, so uh, like how, they they put them in a vacuum pot or something? Well, that's the that's one. when you make them like. Well, I mean, Kyle should really be answering that, but it, <laughs> it's but yeah, like that's more of the resin thing, right? Yeah, so the resin thing is where you would use we use vacuum and uh, pressure and things like, like a Dyson that liquid. Oh yeah, just like just like a Dyson, you know. I nice. just put the Dyson right up to the side, and <laughs> it just it actually makes the keys. But does, does it, it have to be a Dyson, or can I use a shark? Uh, no, you could use a shark as well. I think you get a better value <laughs> for your money with the shark. But uh, with the injection molding, I, it's I. <laughs> now I don't do injection molding, but I'm pretty positive that it's mostly heat. You're heating up pellets of of colored plastic, and yeah. you're injecting them quickly into the mold, and then separating it, and then they, they cool. So pellets look like hamsters, right? Oh yeah, actually they look like that. They're yeah, they do. They just pellets. look like they really do. <laughs> like you just get versions. handfuls of these like colored pellets, and that's what they. I mean, now I'm not an injection molding expert, but that's just from what I've seen. Now, how do you? Know, they, where where do you stand camp? on the on the issue of like if that counts as an artisan? Like, oh, we're artisan. getting controversial. Well, as much as you want to get into it, I mean, are we going to get into gatekeeping on this episode? Uh, what's well, listen. Uh, in terms well, of that, to me, I mean, I know what it is, but what are we doing? What's happening? Who's gatekeeping? What? So, so what about three D printed? Does that count? So, in, in I think opinion, everyone would say no. In my opinion, I just if you make something, I, I think that the 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 kind of the rules that are set on artisans are they're basically made by the community. In my opinion, if you make something, you know, it's an artisan. It can be. Whatever it is that you choose to make out of it, it's not a big deal to me. I don't really care. There are methods that after having spent so long in my world of sculpting and silicone and liquid resin and you know pressure, uh-huh. there definitely is some – there is a lot of work that goes into that. You know what? This is actually yeah, – Well, there's different quality like – I was so just like, going to say – just- Oh, go ahead, Josh. No, just, yeah, just to, so you're, you kind of started talking about it already, Kyle, but just so for someone who like, f- for like the Chris's and the Yans out there, like, wow, could you, no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> what, what is like a, could you give like a, you know, a, a primer on like, just, so what is your process? Like, oh, obviously oh. not, you yeah, know, just, I, I so, can do that for sure. Before so we get into that. Oh, we get okay. That, Never mind. I just want to, I want to talk on the previous topic real quick. I thought it was kind of the same, but all right. <laughs> I just want to say, in my opinion, artisan is just anything that's not a standard keycap, right? I mean, like, yeah, I see how that point has 
merit, of course. I don't know. Unpopular opinion, maybe. Like anything that's just like, you know, not a standard keyboard key. Like, uh, so arguably. Like a well, yeah, sure. I would say arguably, like, you know, the, uh, the novelty keys on key sets could be considered artisans in that realm because they're non standard keycaps. And that might not be a popular opinion because, you know, mass produced or whatever. But I don't know. That, to me, that, that's, I guess, what Arson is. And you have obviously other levels. Like, I mean, Chris, stuff you like might, uh, Keyforge and stuff does. And you might want to reconnect. Do. What? You might want to reconnect. People saying you sound like a robot. <laughs> sound like a robot now? Fuck. Uh, it sounds um, fine to me. Oh, I mean, it. you don't sound that bad. Echoey, that's it. Let me, let me fix it real quick. Going off his point, though, I, in my opinion, like when I look at artisans and things, my personal standard for me is that you know I need to be touching and I need to be involved mm. in the cap making process every step of the way. My hands need to be part of every single step in order for it to me, in my opinion, for my own work to meet my standards. And so a lot of people, I think that they, it gets into a, an area where they think that when they're produced or they're made by somebody else and then manufactured by another and then fulfilled by somebody else, uh, that those are more of like a product rather than mm. a you know handmade item. I don't really care about that sort of thing, but I have my own standards and I have my own uh, things that make me feel good. So that's kind of what I've always told myself is I just have to have mm. my hands and I have to physically be a part of every single process. And when I say a part of, I mean, I need to be doing every single process as much as possible um, from the initial idea all the way to the shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, my hands have to be involved and, and, and be doing whatever it is. And that, that makes me feel good because then I know that whatever it is that makes it out to people, um, I, have, I have ownership of, you know, it's mine. Yeah. And yeah. so then, then it helps me get better, you know? I guess, and hopefully my mic's a bit better. I unplugged and replugged it. It honestly uh, sounds fine to me. Well, yeah, to you guys, it's going to sound fine. It's probably uh, just the tablet, and since it's my uh-huh. thing doing Twitch, it's probably that's why. Can so download blame that the podcast, tablet. boys. Blame afterwards. the tablet. The podcast will be better after it's edited. But um, anyways, what I was going to say is, like, I guess, I, mean, I understand where you're coming from. It's kind of I'm going to liken it to food because I like food. Um, yes. And like artisan pickles, right? Again. I like pickles, so there we go. But um, like you can get mass-produced ones in the store that call them, you know, artisan pickles, or you can get something made from down the street that you know takes a lot of time and effort. Like kind of like food, you know, like there's different qualities of artisan. That's a kind of a buzzword nowadays in like food preparation. But um, yeah, and I can really, see, yeah. I can see like where you're co- like, you know, there's definitely different levels. Like you're on a completely different level from a you know, the mass produced stuff, obviously. And then you have ejection molding and like 3d printing. Like it's all different levels of the same, you know, custom stuff, I guess. And it all well, drives forward the innovation. I mean, when people yeah. come up with new processes and methods and even new ideas for, for the design of the key, it moves everybody forward, you know, regardless of what people think, you know, when somebody comes up with some of these cool brand new 3d printed processes or things, it usually pushes those of us who sculpt, to sculpt at a better level because yeah, you got to compete. Yeah. And, and you just, you know, for yourself, you want to put out, you don't want, you know, you want to put out the highest quality possible that you can. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Cause like I got an email recently and uh, I was looking, I think it was KPR and they had metal keycaps oh, very cool. like a magnetic mount. And I was like, how the hell oh, do you make that? That's a cool idea. Yeah. That's sort of some, honestly, regardless of what people think about, 
you know, the, the, the handmade versus whatever. There is a lot to be said about the engineering that goes behind some of the caps that people come out with. Some oh, of the yeah. stuff in the CAD design and stuff is is very, very difficult and very, I mean, the, the ingenuity that goes behind that is incredible. Yeah, we started with making caps out of clay, like you were, you were like making garbage little cap bottoms out of clay and it's evolved into this thing where people are making incredible bottoms and incredible keys from nothing, you know? So I, yeah. that's the part that I like, regardless of the argument is that I love seeing what people come up with um, because it really pushes forward the innovation. You see, you, you see things that I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe that they even thought of that. There was one time when, and I'm not going to say the idea, but Tiny uh, told me an idea and it just blew my damn mind. I was like, holy shit, that is so cool. Like, just you know, that particular idea is so awesome. Nobody has thought of that sort of thing before. It's I a love fidget spinner, like isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, there's been like three or four of those out already. Uh, yeah. no, I've seen like one fidget spinner before. I don't I, think they're that popular. I remember seeing one, and then I saw the one on Mashdrop, which actually yeah. looked pretty sweet. The uh, Mashdrop almost another world where if you get into the the keys that are more manufactured, I mean, holy cow! The I wouldn't even want to do that because you come up with an idea. And then mm -hmm. somebody who has actual manufacturing experience a lot of time can come in and just undercut the crap out of you, yeah. make a ton of those things, you know, for, for nothing while you spent your whole time trying to come up with a cool prototype, you know? So I wouldn't even want to be a part of that world. That'd be so Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. I mean, that happens in all, a lot of industries though. You got to, mm -hmm. I guess one of those risks you take, well, I always you know, be aware sure. that it can happen. I always felt like it kind of, in a way, it, put, it like pushes innovation. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but if there is a good thing to come from something like that, it's that, well, yeah. at least people got to be on their toes because they know like... Yeah, because you get it for PCBs too, right? Like any PCB I put out or anyone puts out, some shop in China or Korea... Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes like, hey, for let's anything. make 10,000 of these for a buck each and then yeah. completely just take all your market away if they so desire. Like it's definitely like a constant. See, that's why you got to go for the budget market. People make stuff like that. The budget market. That's where it's at because nobody, Hell is yeah. gonna, nobody's going to copy anything of mine. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> what happened to the banana split, right? It, it was basically too popular and somebody in China copied. Yep. So Josh, where's the font pad speaking the of? Font pad. I the told him, pad. I told Dan, if he did that, I was going to have my lawyer write him cease and desist. And I'm, <laughs> I'm a hundred percent serious. I, I will have the lawyer write a season to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, machine. Why don't you start a someone start a GoFunding fund me for me for a, I guess a computer and food because apparently that's what I need right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he said he's going to list it at four hundred ninety nine dollars, so I'm not worried about it. Wait, are you talking about the Fonch pad or my yeah food? the Fonch pad? I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the food, but the Fonch pad <laughs> it better be made of gold. Oh, made no, it'll, it'll gold. Be shit. Yeah, be anyone, like a, a have you ever seen from... that shit on Shapeways or whatever it is where you can get them to print it in like platinum? Well, it's, for, it's for rings. What? Yeah, no, there's like you could literally get them to print it in like fucking platinum and gold. And I'd yeah, be worried that the quality would just be up. You imagine you spend like the $800. Price, no, dude, the price yeah. is insane. I don't yeah, know imagine if you ever spend that much. Shapeaways metal stuff. It's actually pretty decent. If you polish it, you know, do some wet sanding and stuff, it looks really pretty damn indistinguishable from like a properly casted metal. Very it's cool. expensive yeah. as hell, but it oh, can yeah. look really, really good if you pick the I think top. It's tier stronger options. too, right? That's why the Aerospace guys mean. Well, so the I way would, I would they think, do, a, yeah. I think it's called sintering. I don't know. I just don't like. It's different than normal 3D printing, right? You don't just yeah, like it's, extrude it's like, metal. It's 
I think it's dust, and then they laser. Yeah, it's a dust and laser, and uh, they have and their so own it's, way to it's do like, it. It's like a, it's really, really strong no matter what you do. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've, I watched a YouTube video about it years ago. I'm sure it's different now. I'm better. So what you're saying is we need keycaps from this. Sure. I mean, if you want to spend up a jillion dollars on shit. I mean, I'm sure there's a market for it. There's a guy I mean, who makes titanium keycaps. Well, yeah, he CNC's it, right? I think, which is oh, yeah. a whole whole other thing. That's all. That's hard. That's difficult because uh, CNC CNCing certain types of metals is just such a pain to set up and get working, you know, consistently. So what I'm really surprised about with artisan keycaps is just how many countries seem to make them. Wait, what? Mm, like, uh, yeah, like Vietnam, for example. There's a yeah. there's a ton of keycap makers out there, and they huh. make these absolutely beautiful keycaps, like ones with uh, koi in them, and then like oh yeah, yeah. I'm just like whoa, blown away. And you, the koi ones, it's interesting you say that because those are the ones that look like keycaps. Again, like the profile. Well, is, I'm a beginner, right? So you know, right? No, that's what I mean. Like, it seems like it. That's what interestingly enough it seems like that's what like the you know like introductory people in the artisan game are like that's what they you know did did you see that ridiculous keycap that z frontier sold that was like Mm -hmm. a gundam oh yeah that one was crazy it was like it was super tall it was crazy (laughs) i've seen those like gigantic keycaps so wait josh Yo, what's up? Wait, yeah, what happened? There was like a weird... Yeah, everyone paused. It was really weird. Oh, okay. That never happened. It's so strange. Everything cut out, everyone paused. Who knows? Yeah, Kyle, you still there? Oh, I'm still there. I'm, I'm, yeah, that, we're, we're all good. That almost never happens on this fucking podcast, so that was really <laughs> weird. You'll have to uh, cut that out. Um, so, so, Josh, what if uh, Dan just buys a launchpad from your store, takes a Sharpie, crosses out launchpad, writes launchpad, and re- like resells it for a thousand bucks? I guess it depends on what my lawyer says. I think I don't know if you can sue people from other countries like that. They'd have to be like other what? countries. I'm pretty sure Dan's from Chicago. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. I, thought it was like, I thought it was like UK or something. No, he's in Chicago. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you can definitely sue someone from Chicago if Chicago. you can find him. If you can find him, there we go. I said Chicago wrong. How do I say it? Chicago? How the fuck do you say Chicago? Chicago. It's like, it's like Nevada. If you say Nevada Chicago. wrong, people Nevada will yell at you. Well, is it oh, Nevada? Seriously, I hate it when people say Nevada. Just it's Nevada. Wait, it's Nevada. Wait, it's, it's not Nevada. No. It's not Nevada. No, Nobody, no, never say that. Wow. Nevada. Why are you trying to wow. make that shit classy? It's ne- have you ever been there? It's Nevada. It's Nevada. <laughs> exactly. If you've been there, you're like, wow, it's fucking Nevada. But you don't go it's to like Nevada. The whole caramel versus caramel debate. Come on. That's what politicians say when they're trying to get the votes. They say ne- Nevada. <laughs> you know, like it's not Nevada. It's Nevada. Nevada. Wow. Okay. It doesn't even sound better saying Nevada. It sounds like I don't know what the hell you're saying. God, y'all, are, y'all are so mean. I don't know. Caramel. I don't know, man. I'm a caramel guy, I guess. Caramel. California caramel. say caramel. It's weird. Yeah, I say caramel as well. Caramel. Yeah, car- caramel just sounds better. Caramel. It flows. I don't even know now. I don't even remember. <laughs> it's like potato. I can't spell it anymore because it's Dan Quayle. Wait, oh, what? Potato. I just think of Lord of the Rings. What? <laughs> that stupid scene with that guy, you know? Potatoes. But that, doesn't, he like, <laughs> doesn't he like sound out the syllables? Shouldn't that be easier? Yeah, yeah. that's like, exactly potato. what it is. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah. That's the exact part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I, with, with anything with keyboards, just to kind of get back on track, um, <laughs> we, know, we know that there is the aspect of like flipping. 
And I'm sure you've been asked this question many yeah, times. Yeah, do you flip your space bar or do you keep your space bar normal? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, was, that was just oh. smooth. I like I actually it. flip my space bar. I do flip it. Uh, yeah, I, flip, see, I don't have a space here's bar. Here's the catch. So. It's an SA space bar. It's an SA space bar. <laughs> well, first off, bar. I would put those in the garbage so I wouldn't have those Ooh, on the board anyway. Wow. <laughs> I, type, I, I use strictly SA. That's, so wow. that's fight. That's fighting words. Wow. Yeah. You know what, though? I had a topre with a high pro and I liked it. I just, Did you say topre? Yeah, that's what it is. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Fuck. I, I, I think some mean. people say topra. I designed a sticker to make fun of so, those people. Well, not make fun of them, but it was like Phantom of the Topra. Phantom. <laughs> 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 so, Can't we all just say rubber domes and get it over with? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's yeah, the clones, right? No pros. No I pros. I do like the, uh, the high pro. So I guess that'd be close to SA. But you know what my problem with SA is? Is that I don't like the noise. I'm very anti noise. Like my space mm-hmm. bars have to be, uh, my space bars and earplugs. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's that's what I should you do. You can that's put what like the fun is. You could put padding like you're like, right. Strips. You, you could do all kinds uh, of things. And the case material and plate material and et cetera, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean it's fair. Some people yeah, like there's get titanium keys, they'll sound different. Holy shit. Yeah. They do make those fucking metal keys. Well yeah, I don't know if you can get a whole set, can you? Oh yeah. You, you can. They're expensive. How much though. is it? Jesus. I think like isn't it it's like a hundred bucks or something, but it's so I mean, it's I not know. as much as like a signature plastic. Well, I don't person. I don't know the quality. I'm pretty sure it's probably not made well. I'm talking about like on eBay. Uh yeah, it's no, probably fake. Z- Zaprisco makes the real ones. Oh yeah, there could Zaprisco. be like a legit one out there. They're uh, like DSA profile, but they're crazy expensive. Wow. I, I, I don't yeah. like DSA though. Oh, he has he has uh, he has OEM now and SA. Oh, I need SA. There we go. Oh, he's got cherry titanium. OEM, such a random. So, how much is it? Are you on his site right now? Holy crap! Forty-five a keycap. Forty-five dollars. Let's see. For yeah, he has has every uh, row too. So four. What's forty times forty-five times forty? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, forty-four times forty. Like. Yeah, not just sixteen hundred dollars. Sixteen hundred bucks. Sixteen, yes. sixteen hundred bucks. One thousand seven hundred and sixty, yeah. I guess. Okay, so almost as much as like uh, what's uh? I've driven cars for half that. Like almost <laughs> as much as like that uh Reaper artisan thing that people sell for thousands or, of dollars. Or you could build a keyboard out of key uh big switches for the that Reaper. Price. Yeah, I, you know the the, mar- that, the, the market the fluctuates so much. I it's it's hard to. It's like one of the original, I think it's like, was it Brocaps or something? Oh, some of them Reaper. Yeah. What are the uh, I remember like? those are also like the most like ripped off ones too, unfortunately. So remember I saw it for like a couple of like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars on eBay. Yeah. But you want to talk about like, holy, they have the fake ones like on ta- like, well, I won't say where, but. Well, everyone knows. Yeah. Well, Taobao and AliExpress. Come on, Dick. I was trying to be nice. Oh, come on. Everyone in the keyboard community knows about Taobao and AliExpress. I actually, so Kyle, I have a question for you that then I, yeah, I, I, I always wanted to ask someone this, like an artisan. Um, do you get like, okay, so talking about like flipping and, and, and getting all that, like, I don't think we, first, I don't know, like, if we ever got the actual answer for like the real, like the flipping I was talking about, but also. <laughs> probably not. Well, no, because Chris hijacked it. And well, actually, okay. You know what? Let's. How about that question first? Where, where, where is your stance on like, like? I mean, the normal question, like flipping. Someone buys your cap. Say I did that with the the molder and the um the saber, and I flipped mm-hmm. that John for like 
10 10 10 times the amount do you hate me do you hate me now are we not you're well, never I put, back on this podcast <laughs> i put uh you know in my sale forms i just ask people i say you know do not immediately flip these caps for profit you know there are other people who would like to get these keys right you know, I'm, not, I'm not doing this to like you know become some sort of like currency that people can flip and make and make money i don't care if you listen if you've had the key for a while and you go to sell it and you want to make a little bit more than what you paid for it for your trouble i get that that's that's just how the market works you know you just you get a little bit more but people who flip generally get banned you know, so if you if you flip my keys right after a sale, you get put on the blacklist. Um, so that was my so question. Make sure, make sure Josh is on that list. Yeah, make definitely. Sure. No, listen. So that was my question. <laughs> my question that I always want to ask is, how big is your blacklist? Is it like huge? You know, it's not very big. It really isn't because I, I'll say this: a lot of the majority of people respect, you know, kind of that idea of not flipping, and the community, as of late, especially, has been really good about calling out people. Yeah, they do self-police very well. Yeah, they self-police really well. And so when people are just like, like a little while back, I had a sale and somebody flipped some. Well, which is also not to say that self-policing is the best. I mean, just. For sure, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Just just they do it. People generally watch out, it seems like, (laughs) the artisans. But somebody, you know, tried to flip a key that he had just received from me. And the guy said that he did not know. He Mm. He was brand new. He said he didn't understand that he couldn't do that. So I spoke with him about it. He went ahead and backed off and, you know, took it down. He, he didn't sell it. But stuff like that, I just, I, I talk to people. I try to be real with people. I'm not a dick. I'm not just like, boom, ban, whatever, you know, just cut off. <laughs> yeah. I usually will reach out to them and say, hey, you know, it's been brought to my attention that you're trying to flip this key or whatever. Um, you know, when you signed, when you signed up for the, the sale, I asked you, please do not flip those keys. Is there any way you can take it down? And if they just don't respond to me or whatever, then, you know, I, I ban them from the sales because, I had problems and problems in the past where these people would sign up with multiple emails and mm-hmm. coming from the same place. And they're just trying to get as many as they could flip them for as much money as possible. So, you know, just, I have a, the, the band email list is quite large, but the blacklist of real people who, you know, have just decided that they're not going to, mm-hmm. they're going to flip anyway. is pretty small. Most people are pretty cool about it, honestly. So and, the, and that's interesting that. too, the, the signing up. Cause I, I was going to, I imagine, does that happen every time you have a raffle? There's like, yeah. does it seem like people sign up? You could tell it. And, and you use, do you use Google form? Can they like I'm trying to think how, how, how they could help stop that? Like, I guess, can you do it by IP address or there's shared lists too, among some of the artists. Yeah, of, that makes sense. Of people who, you know, enter into sales and, um, there's ways that we have of, of kind of pegging these people who are, you know, using multiple email addresses and stuff. And of course, there's always ways around it. But at the end of the day, when you go to sell it, the community's small enough to where generally, if you're looking to try to sell it to somebody, you there's a good chance that whoever you're trying to sell it to is going to let me know or let somebody else. Yeah, know. like if you've only made five of a keycap. Yeah. And someone who's looking for that keycap is going to track those keycaps down. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I could see a million different ways for so that I to get back. Another, I'm, all, uh, I'm all good with trading. Like if you want to trade a cap, you know, if you get a cap of mine and you want to immediately trade it for something else, I have no problem with that. I encourage trading because that's what makes this hobby so fun with the artisans is a lot of the time it's this upward kind of climb of trading and making deals and stuff. And it's to a lot. get the one you want. Yeah. yeah I, came, I actually came from before I did it's this like hobby. Pokemon I did a lot cards. of this. 
Uh, yeah, I did a lot of CSGO skin trading, and it's a lot uh, like that. Yes. Where people yeah. traded CSGO skins for other things and this and that, and it's fun. It's, it's a, like a hobby. So I, I respect people who want to do that sort of thing. I have no problem with it. But the, the trading is really where I'm like, I encourage that. Oh, trade, trade. If you get a key you don't like of mine and, and you're using it to trade for something that you do like, that's fine. That's how it goes. You know, it's like trading cards, like you said, like Pokemon, whatever. Yeah. It's just don't flip them for, you know, triple the amount of money just because of the fact there aren't very many of them because they do take a lot of time to make. So it's just it's just kind of a pain in the ass when people do that because it's like, all right, well, you know. <laughs> so like so, what if uh what if uh i got a, just a quick question so like what if i bought one of your artisans really wanted yeah. it, like one of those raffles and then some dude pms me says hey i'll give you 500 bucks for it i mean that's <laughs> tempting right i know it's tempting it's and it happens like, yeah, i'll give you 1500 bucks i'll be like well fuck yeah it happens you know it happens Come to people what if i just send you i'll send you you know 500 bucks and we'll, we'll be cool now I've had that as well. And the way I say it, the way I tell people is I'm like, listen, if you're going to flip it and you're going to sell it, uh, just do retail for it. Just sell it for retail. If you'd really need to sell it, if they involve me in it, I'm like, do sell it for retail. And, uh, I don't need a cut of it. I don't, I don't want to cut or anything like that. It's just, I'd rather the keys be kind of sold for retail if they're going to sell it. But I know that happens. I know it goes on. Those sort of things go on in any hobby. There's nothing you can really do to completely control. So what, what if someone offers me? What if someone offers me fifty thousand bucks for it, what? and I'm going to sell it to them? And then all of a sudden, some like you know third party comes in are and buys my website. I mean, are you he can master up, bro. No, if what? somebody no, wants to buy one of your keys for fifty thousand dollars, you just you give them my email address, <laughs> and I'll just retire because they're not, I don't, I don't <laughs> need this shit anymore. If people are buying keys for fifty thousand dollars, I'll just make a few, and then I'll just call it quits. <laughs> so, so the thing go. I've been seeing on some of the forums is that uh, people are buying these things just for trading, like they're yeah. using them so they can like. A lot of times you have to. Even. Yeah, a lot of they, times you have to because you can't get into the high tier trading. Do you know you what? Have something to bring in. There's a really good like. There's a really good um, comparison, and if you've ever played like Diablo two in the past, like yeah. how how Stone of Jordan rings were the SOJs. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're like rings that became kind of a currency for other items. And I kind of feel like it's the same way. So it's like, yeah, like you said, you can kind of build up, um, you know, and, and say, okay, I don't have, you know, one cap that's worth this much, but maybe I have like three that are worth well, that if, much. What if I trade you 1,500 3D printed knockoffs for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That would cost you so much. Through man, you're like what? What kind of what cap are you even trying to get? (laughs) (laughs) Jelly key. Jelly key. I mean, I I think it makes sense for artisans, but I kind of hate it when people do it with keycap sets. Do what? They they just basically buy them on a recap, and then they they're basically buying them to flip them. They don't really want to use them. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. See, it's frustrating. You know, it's like. People get them and you know they don't want them for the use. They just they want to use it to get other things. It can be frustrating as a creator because well, you're it's, just like, it's like likened to scalping, right? That's what we said. Yeah. Um, and, and it's true. I mean, I guess I guess I mean there's nothing like there's nothing legally wrong with it. I mean, that I'm aware of. Uh I'm not obviously a lawyer or anything like that. <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. Um <laughs> no offense. Uh I I'd, I'd be on my yacht somewhere uh, in the Florida Keys. Um Yeah, first sale doctrine. That is true. Um but I 
Yeah, I don't know. We had this whole we had this debate too when we talked with Dan from Oki Caps, mm. and and that's like I don't know. I guess people just fall on different sides of it, and I yeah. I, I try to I try to stay neutral only because then you're not well. Number one, you're not going to piss anybody off, but also because it I I see both sides. I guess I see both arguments. Yeah. Um. Wait. Why is that an unintentional pun? Florida Keys. Oh. Keycaps? Nah. It's not, it's not that great. I guess I fall on the side of the if you bought it to use it and then you decided you just didn't like it and you flip it, that's okay. Well, but, but could you. Hmm. Hmm. What if somebody bought 10 sets that they wanted to use and then they okay. were like. Oops. And there are people like that. Like, you know, old cat <laughs> probably what if buys I bought, 10 sets of everything. Yeah, what if I bought 100 sets, you know, to use and then I just happened to sell them all for two, three I think if you buy. So. If you buy 100 <laughs> sets at group buy price, I think that's fine, right? Oh, yeah, during buy, the group buy. If it's not an, yeah. I guess we talked about this last week, actually. If it's an unlimited. Oh, yeah, no. I think it's anything goes. At the then you're a vendor. Yeah. You're, you're helping everyone by buying. <laughs> you're <all> a vendor. <laughs> you're basically, yeah, you're a vendor. Yeah. I mean, that's what. Um, you're helping the uh, MOQ. You're helping the price go down. Yeah, exactly. like, that's what that's OCO fair. does, that's right? Fair, they do that all the time. Well, I know, yeah, there's a few people who will, like, if they see a kit's not going to reach the MOQ, they just you know, buy the extras. Yeah, and huh. I think that's what's going on on, on the GMK Metrop- Metropolis buy. I think vendors are buying 200 on? sets. I think is today's the last on? day. Oh, is, so what's going to happen is every vendor is going to have... <laughs> that's going to be fun. I didn't, buy, I didn't buy any. Yeah, that's the one... Um, They're close to hitting 1,000, I hear. Oh, that's the one. What's his name? Is yeah. Novel Keys. Mike, that's what yeah. Like uh, Netflix for set. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so nice actually, since we're talking about key sets, do do key sets influence a lot of what you do with artisans or do you like with your artisans, do you find yourself doing a lot of them to match key sets or do you find that like I don't know, the community wants more just I don't know, a, a like atypical originals, yeah. you know, combinations. You know, when I first started, I kind or of cubic hair yeah, with pubic hair, oh, I kind of I kind of avoided a lot of the key set colors just because I didn't have access to them. So yeah. you know, it was hard for me because I didn't own a lot of key sets and things like that. And yeah, sure, you can look online and try to do them and all that. But this was you know back before that was as popular. So a lot of the beginning artisans they they really stuck with the key cap, and I was late to that. I just to me, I wanted to make my own colorways and do my own thing. And over time, I realized that there was a lot of people who really wanted artisans to match the certain key sets. So I've kind of adapted to that. For my sales, I try to keep in mind a lot of colors, specific colors that will go with certain things. So I try to keep that in mind. I don't do just absolutely wild, doesn't match anything colors anymore. I try to keep stuff that will kind of go with certain sets that are popular and that people will like. Um, and I also lately have done a lot of the, uh, there's been a huge interest in where you know group buy leaders will come to me and say, hey, We'd like to get some yeah. match I've, our set. I've seen that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's really fun. Actually, I've really enjoyed working with those group by uh, organizers and kind of making keys that are specifically for their key set and kind of endorse. That's kind of a lot of fun rather than just be like aftermarket being like, okay, I'm going to make these, you know, these keys that match this thing that some guy made. But I get to actually work with them and be like, oh, cool. I'm a part of this. I'm making these keys that are kind of endorsed by their key set. It's cool. So I've been doing a lot of that lately because it's really enjoyable to me to just kind of push myself to match, make keys that are specifically for those key sets 
And then later I'll make other keys that are a little bit more complex. I try to keep them kind of simple because many people who are getting into these key sets, kind of, you know, you guys are into the key sets and keyboards. A lot of them, they're not as into artisans. So if I make the keys a little simpler, a little easier to digest, not so insane, um, it, a lot of times they, they see it and they're like, oh, I, you know, I really want that to go with my, my keycap set that matches it really well. You know, and then later I'll take that same kind of colors and make it more crazy and much more, you know, intricate for people who are really into artisans. So it's kind of been fun to kind of hit both both groups of people who are, uh, you know, on both sides of the fence to where people who are not so into artisans. And then I get emails later afterwards when the keys are delivered and people say, you know, I, I've never owned an artisan in my life. I got this because it was offered in the group by and I absolutely love it. It matches my keyboard and then I'll see them at meets and stuff. And they'll have the key set that they bought in the thing with my cap on their board, you know, and that's all they need. It's all they want. They don't want to dive into 500 artists caps. They just want something that matches the key set they really like. So that's been really cool for me. I've liked that. So I think the thing that throws me off with the artisan keycap sometimes is I'm afraid that I'll damage them. Yeah. Mm. So uh, they're they're pretty hardy. I think they're pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah, but the, my oily really, fingers ruin them. No, really. I mean, it, they're just as hard of the keycap sets themselves. So if you're going to damage them, it would be from every day pressing it a thousand times or whatever, and it would get shiny over time. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna really, really damage them or anything like that. I, I, I was, was gonna say, yeah, I've got some that I definitely use a lot, like more, probably yeah. more than I should, just because of where they are on my keyboard. And it's like yeah. they're not, they're not even like what people would probably call like expensive artisans or what like yeah, i know sure. and they're they're fine like i yeah. hit them all the time so now if you've got some that well. are really expensive it's almost it almost becomes once you get past a certain price point yeah you don't want it them. almost becomes art like the people they put them in like i have a key one of one of my keys that uh, that i really really enjoy is a clack ogre and there's only so many of them made in this colorway and i have it in a little um kind of a display case so that I don't touch it, I don't take it out or anything like that. It's kind of like a little is art it one piece of those, that I keep on my shelf. Is it one of those Zomo cases? It might be. It's it's like the silicone membrane in the middle that you yeah, they use. It, it looks yeah. like a keycap. Yeah, I kind of. Well, no, 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 no. So this oh. one is used for collecting coins, actually. So oh. what you do is it it almost has two. It's like a box, right? But it's see through on. It's black around the edges, but see through in the middle, and it comes apart in two pieces. And in the middle is kind of like saran wrap. It's like very thin silicone, and you can place an item in the middle and connect the two pieces, and then it's suspended in the thin. Oh silicone. wow! So you they're really cheap. You can get them on Amazon, but it's cool because it protects the keys from dust and other crap like that, and it makes it display worthy. So you can put it on a shelf, and uh, it, you, you know you can see it looking on. It's kind of in a little stand. Do you cool. know what else is good for displaying artisans? A font pad. Very true. A font uh, pad. Or, uh, <laughs> we're getting back to the font pad. Or the real one, a launch pad, because you can buy what those. The fuck's a launch pad? Anyway, I have my. I heard that if you buy one, you get a second one for free. They throw it in at no extra cost. But you got to call yeah, right no, now. <laughs> you got to call. Yeah, sure. Call call sure. Yeah, um, so if someone can call, operators are standing right by. Operators <laughs> are standing by. I'll so, post so his Kyle. phone number in chat. I just got. Um, I just got a like a. It was. It's clearly just like a three-tiered plastic or acrylic, like jewelry box that they mm. someone made like little dividers for that happened to be the size of keycaps. Yeah. But it was like fifteen bucks, and That's it's the great. cool. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. Like I. The coolest thing. Yeah, I would really like to to carry these, but the problem is, it's they're not 
small. So the price would end up being too high. And I don't know. I, you know, that's, that's the, the one thing is like, I, people are always like asking for artisan cases and I've carried them before. Um, but the thing is like, you know, they, they're made of materials that break and you have to get them first of all sent from their place to like, I mean, isn't everything made of a material that well, breaks? I don't know, man. These giant ten by ten acrylic cases, like if you stack ten of those, and I've yeah, tried, maybe I've if had you it packed done. it better, you know, like well, maybe if your packaging you department talk was to better. Super buy. You're in a weird angsty mood, but it appears to be a no one. <laughs> You're in a nothing to look at. Angsty mood. <laughs> um, I mean, it's you well, know. it's because I haven't eaten in three days, Josh. <laughs> Bro, I will buy you a pizza, man. I had an egg this morning. Can can we like can, can we all chip a in and get Chris a fucking pizza? <laughs> yeah, I had a raw egg. My stove doesn't work. I have no utensils. I Bro, found the egg on the street. Josh. Send emergency pizza now. It was a bird egg. It wasn't even a chicken egg. Oh god! Wait, bird chickens egg. are birds. According to bird law, that is so, a, that's <laughs> a big move. So, Kyle, I have a question. Oh yeah. Also, where do you get the ideas for your keycaps? Because like some of these things are just amazingly. You stole a question off my list, you son of a bitch. Sorry, man. (laughs) Um, And you know what? That's another question I actually get a lot, and it's it's hard to it's hard to really like explain. It's more of I just I don't know. I just come up with them. They they happen. uh, Like for instance, the shishi. I I got that idea when I was in New York City. Um, and I was on the subway and I saw a woman holding a little guardian lion statue. And I, and honestly, I feel ashamed, but I had never really seen one of those before. So I, I saw it. And it was really interesting. Man. I'm like, what the heck is that? So I kind of like snuck a little side picture, you know, and, um, and, and I had my little, uh, I had my notebook and I was kind of trying to draw what it looked like. And later I went and looked it up and somebody told me that's a guardian lion. And I was like, well, that's so cool. So that, that was totally random, you know, just one of those sorts of things. And, um, uh, the, uh, the Orochi is, is based off of, a like an old, um, like kind of mythology sort of thing. Uh, but a lot of the times I just, I don't know, I come up with my ideas, like for instance, the Mulder V3, that idea came when I had, I uh, decided I, I was like, I'm going to sculpt for myself three skulls and I'm going to do something with those three skulls. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I'm going to do something with them. And so the first skull I went and I, I, I sculpted it and it was really rough. And so I polished it down and made it super, super smooth and shiny. And that's the Mulder V2 that's out there right now that was, is in sales. That's the one that's marbled. And then uh, for the second one, I went ahead and I was like, oh, it'd be cool. You know, I saw some, you know, one of those sugar skulls and I was like, that would be really cool kind of to do something like that. So I made kind of a sugar skull design and did that. And then the third one I haven't released yet, but um, similar idea where I just kind of ponder on it. You know, a lot of times it takes me forever to come out with a sculpt because it'll be half done on a shelf and I just leave it there. And I just think about it all the time and I'm like, "Eh, what could I do this? What could I do this? And then I'll come up with some ideas and put them down on paper and then, and try them out on another piece of clay. And then when I finally get like the idea and it hits me, then I go ahead and finish the sculpt. So my ideas come from all sorts of places. They're not really one specific source. Just depends. I can be watching a movie. Um, I I find that lately one of the more difficult things is filtering out um, a lot of the stuff that you're, you see day to day that is already copyrighted or already like made by somebody else. Um, a lot of things are thrown at you visually every day that, you know, you keep in your mind for inspiration. And then later you realize, oh, this is actually something that somebody else already thought of. Or, yeah, it's a very you know, Sisyphusian task because it's like, yes. you, as soon as you think you figured it out, you're like, oh, shit, yep. no, I stole that completely. 
<laughs> you should you should hear the conversations between be great we'll be sitting on the couch and she'd be like oh my gosh okay what if what if you have a skull but then like the skull has tentacles coming out of like the mouth and i'm like it's been done and she's like what the hell i, I like you know totally yeah, Medusa skull. In, classic yeah we're, so we're, like, we're an odd bunch too so yeah that doesn't help yeah exactly she'll or she'll come up with ideas and i'm like nope it's been done nope it's been done nope it's yeah. been done so it's very it's it's a very uh long process of trying to come up with something that's that's original you know because even though my designs obviously orochi is based off of a dragon um but i try to make my designs as original as possible you know i don't have a i don't have a freaking like you know luke skywalker cap or like a captain america shield cap and i don't i don't i don't just call it light sword i was lied to you didn't you did not make my superman cap here yeah, yeah, and I don't have problems with people who make that stuff because there's a market for that. But I just, for myself, I try to, yeah, for sure. You know, every cap to be somewhat original. You know, probably going to exist in the world. I'm not as great at coming up with just absolutely, you know, balls of the wall out there ideas that nobody's ever even thought of before. That's pretty damn hard. Have but, you yeah. had any ideas that were like so weird? You just, well, I mean, you made a a, a hair keycap, so maybe the answer is. <laughs> The answer might be no, but <laughs> has, has there been ones that you were like, no, I cannot do that? Yeah, you know what? I, I have a blood a, one, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of times it's the design. You know, it's not even just the the materials. That's a whole other world because first you've got to come up with a sculpt. And then you from there, you that's when you put the hair in or whatever else you want to do. So the difficult part is <laughs> actually coming up with the, the hair. Sculpt. Just, like it's a oh, fucking yeah, recipe. Like a fucking recipe. Yeah, it's a recipe. A table, One part a hair. A, a pinch of hair. <laughs> pinch of hair from the head. A large pinch of hair from the taint. You know, pubic that's, hair, yeah. Pubic hair may also be used as substitution. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's it's difficult to try to to come up with those ideas, and it takes a it takes a while. So that's that's why I'm. But you know what? I'm always inspired a lot of times by other artisans. One uh, one is eat the food, uh, Marcus. He comes up with a lot of stuff that's really cool. He really thinks outside of the box. He does a great job. Um, and there's a lot of artists and other artisans out there. Tiny is another one that I say all the time. I'm like, Tiny, because she's kind of in her own world. She's not that she's you, separate from bro, artists. You can say whatever you want to say about her because she does not listen to this podcast. Oh, even, dude, she doesn't. Even, wow. though, she, wow, even though she was on it. <laughs> so I like the shit talker Rude. as much as possible. No, wow. she's great. She's really, she's one of those people. I think I she's know. probably made more caps individual caps than any other artisan combined i know it's because annoying most of that us she's like one such a cap. nice person yeah <laughs> i know you want to like hate her <laughs> just yeah. backpedaling no i gave her shit when she was on here too about it but that's all right she's also she's also she's, very uh, inspirational because um she thinks outside the box you know there that's a sure. difficult thing to do it's hard outside of the box especially when you you've been doing something for so long and another thing that's funny is you know i'll sometimes i will try to make things that are a little bit different and people will say no we just want more shishis you know and then other people are you know they're like no we want we want more different things but then i'll make something different no we want more shishis listen man if you ever want to just send shit to someone to give you an honest opinion I will volunteer. I know that's not an easy task, but oh yeah, for you, I'll fucking do it. Dude, I appreciate that. You, you son of a bitch. You, you son of a gun. <laughs> Josh is just such a nice person. Um, well, so on that note, actually, what what are some of like your favorite 
um, like you talked about Tiny doing some cool stuff. Yeah. What are some of the other favorite like artisans that you've seen? Um, for me, like my my cool. The, I don't know if these other if these two are gonna have any, so I'll say mine first. Uh, um, is Sludge Kid? I've been watching his work. Yeah, uh, for, for a bit. Kid? Sludge Kid. Oh, sludge Kid. Does he I make mean, like coffee not, and like? They are. They're very like. What would you call them? Like uh, horror based, I guess. Horror theme, horror esque. It's not something you would give to like a little kid. I Why? Feel. Maybe some little kids like horror. This is what I'm saying. What kind, What is this angsty weirdness? What is? You got to eat, brother. You got to <laughs> eat. <laughs> can we get this? Guy, can we get this guy some calories? My God. I'm not giving anyone my address. So. But um, sludge. Yeah. So for me, Sludge Kid, I think is is someone I've been watching, and I I'm digging his sculpts. But um, like, what, is there anybody you've been paying attention to or? Um, for me, I I've always really liked uh, Clack. He was kind of one of the original guys, and he's um, he's just somebody who he was able to. He was like a pioneer in keycaps. That's he, cool. he makes yeah. the, he makes the skulls, you know. So I've always looked at him as kind of an inspiration, especially when I first started, because he he was able to do so much with so little, and he was so far ahead for his time. And a lot of artisans have kind of passed the point of where he is, or, or, or you know, was, but. He, he really was very, very innovative for his time. Um, same with uh, another person that I really like is uh, Prime Caps, Frank and Lisa. Oh, yeah, they're, they're great. They're really great with – I really admire techniques. Um, the sculpting is is definitely difficult to do, and I admire people who are good, good sculptors. But generally, I look to like the fine art world, and I have some people that I like sculpting. But in the keycap world, I really appreciate the, the techniques – that are being made all the time and affected by these individual artisans and, and prime caps that they, they constantly are perfecting these processes. And like, you know, they have their, their kind of galaxy themed caps and they have their cloud themed caps. And in my opinion, they will take one of those processes and do it better than anybody. They're so good at coming up with new ways to do things. So I really admire that. And Marcus uh, eat the food is another one of those who, He's just a pioneer of technique where he will come up with brand new things um, and he will do them and they're just mind blowing, you know, and I really appreciate those people because they kind of trailblaze the way for some of the rest of us where, you know, we're stuck trying to come up and figure things out and somebody else will kind of unlock this new technique that none of us have used before and we'll figure it out and learn it based on what they've done before. And it's really cool to kind of get with these guys and just be like, man, the stuff that you make is so awesome. I really appreciate, you know, like Marcus with the marbling, uh, uh, you know, they, uh, nightcaps, they did marbling. I, I want to say before really anybody else made it big. And that was one of those techniques I was fascinated by. And so a lot of the caps that I put out lately are a lot, very much inspired by the techniques that they started. Um, and it's fun. It makes making keycaps a lot more fun. So yeah, definitely clack prime caps, uh, Marcus with, uh, you know, and, um, nightcaps, they're a du duo, uh, Marcus and his, uh, his girlfriend and tiny as well. Those are kind of the big four that, that they've always been super kind to me. Uh, really awesome people. And, I, uh, they've always been really influential. Don't forget There's Josh. a lot of other, yeah, Josh as well, you know, Josh, Josh as well. Lots of other people are really awesome, and it's not that not taking away anything from them. There's a lot of people in the community that I love seeing their work progress, but those for me are kind of the big four people that I that have always really helped me along in my process and things like that. Uh, kind of give me something to look forward to and, and you know blaze that trail for me so I can be like, all right, 
cool. And I think we, we all, all of us in the, in the artisan community kind of do that where we'll, we'll come up with these ideas and share them with one another and try to help one another out. So it's a cool thing about the artisan community that you don't find in a lot of other hobbies is a lot of the people who make things are very willing to help you and to share their techniques and processes because they understand, you know, how difficult it is. And it's, it's just fun. You know, we all just have a good time making them. And you know, it's really interesting and a nice, in a nice comparison with that is I think it's also true with the more hardware side of the hobby too, with people having boards open source. I mean, Chris, you've got boards that are open source. Um, Yeah. I've got one or two. The eco, right? The eco then, is, I think the mini docs is. Yeah, it is. I was checking today. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what's that? What are you trying I, to do? I, I was just, there was a list. I found a list of like open source boards. So I was just looking through. Oh yeah. The, someone made a list. That was, I remember that. All the, the cool people out there. Um, Jan, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with if you have anything like out there, but. No, no, I don't design boards. What a dick. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I mean, I, it, that's, what's cool. I, I think that's, that's neat. You're right. And that it kind of carries over through the entire hobby, which yeah, it does. It, it Maybe, you know, I like, <laughs> that's pretty unique. I think you're, it is. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of any kind of comparative, comparable, like hobby. And I, well, yeah, I think a lot of it is because it's such a new hobby. Yeah, that's true too. Most that are out there. So the community is very grew up in. A lot of it's is linked on Reddit and Geek Hack and stuff. I've been in a lot of hobbies, and let me tell you, most art hobbies people are assholes. You know, I mean, <laughs> you get up into the thing because a lot of times it's their career. They they have secrets. They have these 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 opinions and ideas. And you know, like uh, you know, I enjoy oil painting and things like that. And holy shit, you know, if you oil paint one way as opposed to another, people look at you like you're just a total bastard. I know? would never ever have the courage to post like my painting or something online yeah stuff like that it's because it's been around for so long so it is so that is one of the biggest draws to me to keyboards and artisans especially artisans and i'm sure you guys can you know understand this as well from the hardware side is seeing feeling like you are somewhat of a pioneer in the process and watching this unfold as it goes along you're in the days of it actually becoming real where do you see it going you know, I don't know. And a lot of times I don't really, I don't really care too much because I'm just happy to be a part of it now. It could be anything. I mean, it could eventually into this huge industry where it's just like anything else where you go buy stuff at Walmart and anybody who tries to make handmade items or it's harder for them to get by. Um, who knows? You know, who knows if the demand will ever get that large? Well, I'll tell you why I ask. And it's because I don't know if, if you fought how much you follow, like the key set, um, like scene. Yeah. But um, there are there's an official set by Novel Keys, like licensed by Disney to do Star Wars. Wow! Yes, that's amazing. So yeah, that's dope. the question for me is, what if you were approached or someone, and they you know they wanted to maybe commercialize it a little bit more, like and and not even you. I'm not. I won't even do stupid like. Yeah, oh, you're, you're would, not big oh, enough. Oh, what would you yeah, do? Dude, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I probably I, I, wouldn't. <laughs> I don't want to put you in like a weird, like, you know, no, I, I probably wouldn't. also, I don't think Disney approached Mike. I'm pretty sure. It was no, but like, around. let's say, an I think Disney, in, the mouse came to him and said, Hey, bitches, asshole, you if bitches you don't are missing the point. Light, you don't give us money. Or we're going to sue you. You, you <laughs> bitches are missing the point. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let's let him talk. I'm saying, what let me if, get my pencil sharpener out. What, if, what if, you know, what if the artisan world like takes kind of that turn where people are like now, you know, 
doing it more. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say commercially, but like I could, you know, like we said, Mike got in touch with them. So, you know, well, who's to say, yeah, I don't know. Frank and Lisa wouldn't get in touch with Disney. I mean, I'm not saying that I, no, Jesus, I get you. they've, you yeah, literally they've, they've just said that. Josh. Well, they've yeah. never said it to me or anything like that. I literally picked them because you just said their names and they were on before. So that's, that's a you know, pencil sharpener. I didn't say Frank and Lisa. Fuck it's you. definitely, I think, too, uh, <laughs> if it gets big enough, the first ones that are going to go down are going to be the ones that like licensing issues. You know, I have no I, yeah. I see people being like, hey, Disney, can I have permission to go ahead and make a Star Wars decap? You know, because what will happen is, is, is Disney gets its fingers and things and as it gets larger, there will start to be issues where it's like, hey, you know, this it's cap like that you've been selling is looks exactly like this and you didn't pay us royalties. Now we're going to sue you, you know, sort of deal. So I, I see it getting very large, very complicated. And so that's why I've always tried to keep it simple and, uh, you know, that, not, wor- not worry about any of that other stuff. I'll just honestly, that's fair, thing. man. Because there's so, yeah, a I don't kind of- wanna, you yeah. hinted at this, but uh, what's yeah. your background? Like, how did you, uh, like, are you an artist by trade? Um, you know, I used to uh, just play with, you know, pieces of shit, and I would just mold those into, you know, actual <laughs> sculptures. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I So I came from, uh, <laughs> like, grow, growing up, I, uh, people just ask me that, and it's just funny, I, so growing up, I always liked art stuff. I always played with clay. I'm not some freaking prodigy, like where I went to art school for four years. I, I don't have any like formal, formal training in art other than just taking some classes and stuff like that because I wanted to get a little bit better. But I mean, I grew up doing art stuff my whole life. I used to make little sculptures out of just crap clay and stuff for fun and used to sell them. You keep saying uh, crap. It's bothering me. I yeah, don't know. It, it, <laughs> it was, you know, just clay. And anyway, so... But yeah, I, I, my background is in IT and, uh, and uh, stuff like that. Hey, and then, another IT guy. There you go. Yeah, it's very common in this in this hobby. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, oh. I've always liked art. So I just – and you know what? The big draw for me was when I, when I was like uh, – I want to say 19, I wanted to make action figures. For some reason, I just, no, got, cool. I just had this desire where I was like, I want to make action figures like for myself or just – I just want to like make that sort of thing. I just want to – it's one of those things that you see everywhere, but you have no idea how they're made or the process that goes into it for the most part. A lot of people don't. So I started looking into it and I realized that it's complicated as fuck and a lot of money. <laughs> so I just kind of put it on the shelf. And then years later, when I got into keycaps and artisans came along, that kind of ignited that in me where I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a lot of the same processes as making action figures, you know, if you were to make them by yourself. And so that really got me interested in that has always kind of fulfilled that desire for me to make kind of personalized things. And I really like working on a small scale. I've never enjoyed sculpting on a large scale. It's just not as enjoyable for me. So it was perfect. It was just like this perfect conglomerate of, of hobbies and interests that I had all rolled into one. So yeah, I, I did do a little bit of art in college, but it was oil painting. Mostly. Um, I've, I've sculpted for years, but when, when I really got down to it, when I started making my first keys, and I realized that this was something I really wanted to do. I spent a lot of time practicing. I had a couple of mentors who kind of helped me out and showed me some some tricks of the trade and things that you could do. And um, I got myself a custom-made set of tools that are made for working very, very small. And I just practiced for months and months and months and months. Um, and uh, just tried to do, I tried to do a sculpt today, you know, just a really tiny thumbnail sculpt today. 
did that for a few months. And then um, I, I continued to do that sort of thing with my sculpts. Usually one sculpt, when they, the finished keycap you see, uh, every one of those designs usually goes through about three separate sculpting processes. So I'll have an idea, make a sculpture. I will then put it on the shelf. And then a couple months later, I'll get back to it. I'll make a second version of that. And I will kind of scale everything down, make it more tight, more neat, put it back on the shelf. And then later, when I go back to it for the final sculpt, I do it really well, take my time, and then kind of do the finishing touches on it and stuff. And those were what become the masters for the keys. So, Do you find the time in between gives you some kind of headspace that allows you to kind of get into the next phase? Yeah, it does. It's actually really relaxing. I'm able to shut myself off in, in the house, completely seal everything away, um, listen to music, and just kind of, you know, sculpt. It's, it's really therapeutic, actually. But as I've had to do it more and more and more, um, I found that it's interesting how your hobbies, the mm. things that you love, when they start to turn into work, mm. um, mm-hmm. you, you have to find an escape from your hobbies sometimes. Yeah, man. So, I listen. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think well, we're. I feel that. Yeah, I think we all probably. Do you guys feel that pretty deep? I feel like you all. Oh, God, yeah. Deep, like right down to the bottom. Chris, Chris felt it the... so deep that he stopped being a vendor altogether. Oh, yeah. No, I stopped <laughs> being a vendor because I could not handle craziness. And, you know, I respect anyone who can handle that craziness. But even just with the PCB design and stuff, like, I need something else. And for yeah. me, it's more of it's also just like I'm on a computer all day at work, at exactly. home. Exactly. And uh, so I do like rock climbing and hiking and stuff like nice. the exact opposite of technology. Yeah, right? basically. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I can definitely understand that. Like you need, I, you need something to. Well, it's also good for, I think, creativity relax. too. It you, is. Yeah. You, you're going to get inspiration from somewhere like you're, well, you never would not, have gotten it sitting in front of your computer doing the same yeah, shit. Yeah, it's not just that. It's been proven that when you're like brain background stuff, so like when you shove problems or like stuff to the back of your mind, you know, when you're relaxing, that wow, usually just backgrounds you actually, is a uh, that was dope. <laughs> <laughs> you you actually like come up to solutions and uh, like you'll get inspiration because like your brain keeps working on. Well, what's what's the curve? It's uh, it's like a XKCD comic, but it's true. It's like the more the more alcohol you drink, oh. the better you can program. Oh, yeah, a peak. Programming the, curve, the bomb a peak. Yeah. 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 And then it's, at a certain uh, point, it's, just to it's 100% true, by the way. Like, it really yeah. is. You're like better, and then it's just shit after like a certain amount yeah. of time. Well, but then, then you get sloppy. No, there's definitely a certain amount of alcohol in your system that makes you a, a better programmer in some respects. I won't say in all <laughs> respects, but in some respects. Eh, maybe. <laughs> so, I mean, so definitely. Kyle, I mean, what, so here's what's interesting to me. So, you mentioned earlier, like, um, I, maybe I misunderstood, but I guess not being so involved in like the, the hardware or like the key sets, that kind of stuff. Um, so I do, that makes me want to know like, okay, well, what are you typing on right now? And also like, what, what, what is like some keyboard, you know, what would be your end game keyboard? Like if you could pick one. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, uh, right now I'm typing on a, uh, percent canoe. Uh, I've got the the MAO the Mao Damn, coding dude. on there. Nice. He um, fucking flexing. He's like, oh, I don't care about keyboard. And guess what? You want to know what else? <laughs> it actually fucking works. That's the best oh, part. You have a working PCB. Actually, I don't care about I don't care about cars. Yeah, I drive a fucking Porsche. No big deal. Yeah, but the canoe has been a really good board for me. It was one of those that I just really. 
I have always stayed away from anything with, I've always stayed at like 60, 65% boards. I've always kind of oh, kept the, away from anything larger, butter, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've really liked the canoe, the fit and finish looks good. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my, and for, for end game board, I don't know, man, it's hard. Well, what about switches? Because, what do you, what do you got in there? Oh, uh, I've got a uh, 60 gram lubed Holy Pandas. It's funny uh, that you forget. See, like anyone else, we asked that question. That would have been the first shit out of their mouth. Mm. <laughs> you, you just yeah, kind of, me. that was like, yeah, the, you, the artisan guy, you're like, oh yeah, that, that, in there. that is a total meme board. Yeah. What it the is. fuck? Yeah. I don't well, care. Well, you know what? <laughs> I actually tried Holy Pandas back when, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, what, what's Quakums? the guy who Quakums? Yeah. Quakums. When Quakums in Seattle had his, had his board. Now, a little background on me. I before only used Ergo clears exclusively. I'm one of those people who I found my switch. That switch was good for yep, me. I didn't build switches. boards with other switches because none of them felt as good. And I would go to meetups and feel people's boards and be like, well, this feels like fucking shit. Nope, this isn't going to work. Nope. And then I tried his Holy Panda board and I stopped and I'm just like, holy shit, this is really good. Like, what is this? And he's like, oh, Holy Pandas. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I like it. So then when it kind of became really difficult to get him, I managed to snag some, some Holy Pandas. And to this day, I still like them. I go to other meets and I uh, plot my board down and try other people's, you know, Frankenstein switches. And they're all interesting and unique. But for right now, the Holy Pandas just have that really crisp feel and they have a nice sound to them. I just like them. And the 60 yeah. gram for me lubed is really perfect. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy and content with that. I should really try some of those Ikea switches. Yeah, they look cool. They're um, nice. The, the lin- what are they? Linjar? Linjar? Linjars. Linjars. Pingy is oh get out though. You, you uh, need yeah, that, that drives me crazy. The feeling and the sound are very important to me when I type and um I like a nice tight crisp, like not pingy, not rattly, not anything with little noises. I don't know, it drives me nuts. So Well, I hear um I hear if you uh, swap out the housing with a panda housing, uh, you swap out the spring with a panda spring and you swap out the stem with a panda stem it feels exactly <laughs> Oh like yeah, no dude, that's I'm going to do that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't forget the panda lubing. You you got to buy double the switches though, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> I so, so honestly I ask. Yeah, all you, these Did you pay $6 a switch though? I was yeah. Mm-hmm. No, uh so what That's, I did Come on, this is Kyle from Keyforge. You know, I, what I did is I he's not paying no MS traded she, she, she's not paying me. no MS I traded a commission for him. That's what I did is I liked oh, him shit. so much oh, that I said I will give anybody who can fill my canoe with Ooh. holy pandas, the full switches, nice. like a real canoe, um, I will give him a commission and I got Yeah, you, dude, you could have totally fucked him over and like been like, "Nah, I meant my real canoe." <laughs> my real canoe bro because that's what i wanted to put him in what you what do you think my keyboard my you keyboard silly. do you think i have one of those no. idiot hey I'm, I'm rocking the fanoo the fanoo with which, your sponge pad which with well the fanoo the fanoo is real really yeah that's one of the cowbell specials yeah oh i see but they straight took the name I don't like they oh, only. It's, it's got it's a straight. Yeah, it just says it's a canoe. Straight copy. It, I don't even. I don't know. I don't know why the listing says canoe. Like the PC it's shameless. None of it says canoe except the listing. The uh, canoe was one of those boards that when I unboxed it, I was just totally impressed. It was like the it was really like yeah. it was really kind of like opening an app product. You know, I mean, I don't know. People probably hate that, but it was kind of like it was really nice. You know, it just felt nice. Everything was. You know, the, the weight in the back, it's like red and it's just fit perfectly. And the, the PCB is beautiful. I, it was really, 
nice opening. It kind of took my expectations for manufactured uh, keyboards like that are in sets like that from these group buys to like a whole nother level for the high end stuff. It really kind of was like, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is I felt, nice. I felt that way with, um, well, for one, I, DSA drifter had a nice box and set up. Mm. So that was cool. But also anything Rama does. Oh, which, I was just going to say Rama shit. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so nice. So um, nice. He does. Uh, he's another one of those guys too, even though he's not in the keycap world. I'm just day. blown away at his, ability to really innovate and bring something fresh and new and market the hell out of himself you know i mean the stuff that he did he uh that he shows and the you know the pictures he shows and then the final products are just as good as the marketing so it, definitely an inspirational guy he actually has the domain so i'm gonna we found out r.works <laughs> wait that's what? pretty cool r.works yeah probably got a one letter a little bit for that yeah that's not a cheap one. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna cut in real quick. Uh, we're reached about the an hour and a half mark. That's usually oh, shit. about where <laughs> we like cow. to cut it off at the longest. So, uh, all right. Just saying. Uh, okay. So uh, just uh, edit down anything. Uh, well, so yeah, actually, that's, that's fair. So, uh, Maybe some Kyle, final topics or questions anyone has. What we like to do is while people, if you guys have um, final questions, put them in chat while Kyle does the shill zone. Basically, if you have, I mean, it might be a little different with you because you probably don't need to shell anything at all. Um, but if you just want to talk about anything for the next 30 seconds, <laughs> this, is, this is normally when people would uh, oh, talk they about put their, in their upcoming plug. stuff. Yeah, like check us out, you know, give us the updates and the likes and all that stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys. So, you know, definitely. Well, what's your website? What's your website? What's your Twitter? Uh, uh, key, keyforge.com www.keyforge.com oh, yeah. is the website you're not going to find anything to buy on there because i only sell them in little group buy like you know little group things but yeah i'm on i'm on uh i'm on instagram as well at keyforge i post some pictures on there sometimes but other than that i you know try to keep it low-key that's about it I, I don't really have anything to plug i don't you know support so support your you know your, your local keycap maker. Your local keycap maker, man. Yeah. <laughs> you got them in almost every town. Support them. We do have a bunch oh. over here, actually. So we do have a question, and I, it might have been asked, and I just zoned out late earlier. But uh, yeah, a version it of it was asked. It, it's uh, okay. it's from one of our uh, our longtime listeners. I think they're listening right now. Um, it's Ian oh, Folly. <laughs> he asked. He was. Um, he. I don't know if it was asked in the podcast, but uh, what oh, kind we, of camera do you so use for your pictures? We had so much stuff to talk about. What kind of camera do I use for my pictures? Yeah. Um, right now, let me actually get it. Uh, right now I'm using a, a, <laughs> a Canon 60D, um, because I'm a cheap oh, bastard man. and Canon 60D is a really listen, good deal. I use much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I got use my 60D. Oh, nice. I got my 60D from a, used from a mom who used to use it for taking pictures of her baby. And she had no idea how to even price it or sell it to me. So that was one of those times when I was actually a good person. And I actually told her like kind of the market price. You told her it was worth like 15 bucks, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, Oh, that's free. No. So you know, she's like, oh. anyway, <laughs> I'm using that. And then for most of my keycaps, I, I, uh, I use my Canon, uh, hundred millimeter, hundred millimeter macro lens. It's the Ooh, EF hundred millimeter. Um, yeah, yeah, it's the really lenses nice are lens. what kill me. They're yeah, so they're expensive. It was a very the expensive pictures purchase. Are amazing. Yeah, you know what? That kind of took it to the next level as well and gave me kind of a little bit of a love for photography. I'd always mm -hmm. like taking pictures, but I just like sculpting. I I didn't want to sculpt some big like freaking animal or 
you know, some weird abstract thing. It just never appealed to me. And the same mm-hmm. with photography. When I started taking macro shots, it really appealed to me. I was just like, man, this is so cool. You can kind of manipulate stuff, uh, you know, to make it look different, you know, on such a small scale. So I've always really enjoyed macro photography. And a lot of the pictures that are taken are actually done on my front porch <laughs> just because <laughs> it, they're right in my front porch. Like one time, uh, Rage Face, he's in the community. He lives here in Utah. Oh yeah. One time he came over to my house to pick up an order. And he, uh, when I did the salt sale, I just literally piled a pile of salt on my front porch. And he came over right after I did the picture. So there's just this pile of salt <laughs> sitting there. So he recognized it. it was pretty funny. But yeah, that's what I love about it is you can take ordinary things, just like a piece of concrete or grass or anything with texture and really make it an interesting background for your pictures and stuff. It's really cool. And Ethan Marcus, again, he's one of those people who's really good with the photography and kind of manipulating the, the backgrounds and stuff to make really cool stuff. Well, so, yeah, everyone yeah. does now that toothpick thing, right? Where they put the cap on a toothpick and then like you can sit it like in your board so that the cap is in the foreground and your board's in the back. I don't know. If you go on wow. like, yeah, if you go to Artisan Macro subreddit, you'll see it's like a lot of people do that. For that. I, yeah. That's, I should probably try that. I, I usually cool. pieces of glass. Um, I, I, you know, what's funny is I use pieces of glass and like empty plastic cups. It's so ghetto. Like if you, if you saw my setup, you'd be like, wow, these pictures are so fucking nice, but it's just ghetto as shit. My first light box. No, my first light box was USPS flat rate boxes. And nice. <laughs> yeah, that's great. A lot of my pictures too, with uh, earlier days when I first got my macro lens, a lot of the pictures that were dark backgrounds, like black, it was actually just my jacket that I hung up behind. <laughs> that was took a picture and it worked great. That's awesome. So, yeah. But yeah, I use Canon 60D, 100 millimeter macro lens. Nice. Lens. I great actually, lens. I traded um, a keycap for my, the camera I use now. I have a Canon Rebel uh, X, oh Christ, what it, it's like XTI or something. I, I don't even know. I'm not a great photographer okay. at all. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great camera. Yeah, I traded DSLR is going to be better than, yeah. I traded like one cap for it. Um, and then I was like, okay, so now I got to do lenses. And I, what I ended up doing was getting a Tamron adapter. Yeah. And then I got a Tamron macro lens and that is what I've been using. Um, wow. it took a little bit to get used to, um, just cause like with the adapter, it's huge. Uh, I don't know if it's cause uh-huh. it's old or whatever, but yeah, that's what I've been onto now. Um, but I started using just like a phone. So, yeah, yeah. Photography is great, though, especially in the key, key cap and the keyboard hobby. It's awesome. I love taking photos of my keyboards and stuff like that. It's a really kind of a cool blending of all these different already existing hobbies that make the keyboards and keycaps are really cool. So for sure. Great. Yeah. So one last question we have here yeah. oh, um, yeah, from Upas, uh, whose real name is Andrew. He, you kind of, I guess, talked about this, um, or I did too, with mentioning Sludge Kid, who, by the way, he does, if you're into like action figure type stuff, he does like full action figure size versions of the artisans he makes. Very so it's cool. actually, yeah, it is actually pretty sweet. And like in some of the raffles, he'll give them away, like as, you know, the freebies, which he, yeah, I never, yeah. I never got one. My pseudo fame gets me absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> but the the question is who are some up and comers we should be on the lookout for in the artisan world oh that's a good question um you know i am probably one of the worst people to ask that uh 
just because of the fact that a lot of the times I am so in my own world, people don't realize that like, because this is takes up most of my time. Um, you mean it, you don't I, like answering emails all day? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> this takes up so much of my time. A lot of the, for most people, this is a hobby, right? This is something you do for fun. This is something that you do like in your spare time. For me, this is my time. And in my spare mm. time, I do other things. And so a lot of the times I have kind of pulled my head back from um, kind of, I don't know, I kind of tried to see the forest for the tr through the trees, you know, pulled back just a little bit. And I just kind of look at the overall picture. So I probably couldn't say right now who are some comers. I know that I see some designs that I think are cool um, every now and again, but I, I really don't get too deep into that world. I try to just stay in my own. I make my own stuff and I, I, I try to make that my priority. And I know that sounds kind of just like a cookie cutter answer, but I really, I really don't um, get too involved with a lot of the other, uh, other stuff. If, they, if, if our, or if our paths cross, which they do a lot of the times when we work on projects together, or if we just have questions for one another, then there's definitely some interaction that goes on there. And I take a look at their stuff. But for the most part, I just really, there's so many artisans out there that a lot of times I miss a lot of them. So there's always new ones always good ones that come out and, 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 and disappear and people who kind of rise to the top. I don't, I don't really get to, you know, I guess when they, uh, I know a few, uh, quite a few of them personally and a lot of them I'll meet in person and that's when I kind of get to know them. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know who else is really up and coming. I'm do sure you, that the community would be better at that. Do you feel, um, and not to like keep like making it like not to make everybody stay even later, but do you feel that, it's almost like the market is maybe oversaturated or has the risk of becoming kind of like, like, is it like with all the things like the synth and some of the 3d printable ones now? Yeah. Um, do you, is there a worry in your, like your end of the world? That's like shit. This could become a lot more commonplace, something like that. You know, that's a, that's a common, uh, a common fear for people. And sure. I think that the people who are really afraid of that is the people on the market side. They're worried that the, the values will go down. But for me, I don't look at it as an oversaturation. That things will be oversaturated. When I can go to Best Buy and right next to the Razer mechanical keyboards are the Razer branded artists and geeking apps. That's when it'll be oversaturated. Yeah. But as of right now, I welcome more people to come in and, and add to the innovation and to make new things because that's what drives it forward. Um, you know, two years ago, when I was sitting around looking at the handful of us, you know, or three years ago, when there was a handful of us who were making caps regularly, um, I never would have imagined that there'd be this many people who have made this many new things. So in my opinion, I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't think about it as a negative thing. Um, I welcome people to come in and try to like make new stuff and kind of get everybody to raise the bar and step up and do better and better and better because that's the only way that things move forward, you know? For so sure. until we start getting Disney coming in and basically gobbling <laughs> up all the real estate and being like, Hey guys, we actually, you know, we've made knockoff versions of all your favorite caps branded by Disney. You know, until that happens, I'm not going to really worry. To me, this is just something that I do. I enjoy doing and people enjoy receiving them. So I'm just going to keep doing it until I open the sale and nobody buys any caps. Man, I really so. want a Mickey colorway shishi now. Right? Right? Oh. Like a Mickey cap? Oh, no, I'm worried. The mouse oh, will come wow. for me, man. If I make yeah, that's true. Resembling... You don't even want to pretend fuck with Mickey Mouse. That's not No, even... dude. No. He he will he will beat the hell out of you. Oh, like, yeah. He'll show up 
And we've just, talked well, we've talked about Mickey Mouse in some past episodes, like like to the point where I don't even want to do it again. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know, talk up on to your counselor. You're like, you I'm going to get thrown into a car and back in the back seat across from me is going to be Mickey in a suit. Just like getting his pistol ready, putting the silencer yeah. on. Like, so you were talking about me, Josh. Yeah, he's going to be like, they're going to oh. be like, boss, boss, you want us to do it? And he'll be like, no, I do it myself. They take you out fishing. Oh, uh, yeah. Sopranos was such a good show. Anyway. Such a good show. Holy shit. Damn, anyway, right? That was like, a, you know what? Dude, the, the if movie. I could say one thing about the Sopranos. Oh, yeah. If I could say one thing about the Sopranos, no joke. And I, I'm saying this with all honesty. That was uh my 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 mother's side of my family is all italian hardcore from italy italian and um watching um that show was literally like reliving my childhood (laughs) because that is exactly what it was like when you watch their interactions in tony's house that's what my that's what my whole life was like outside you know you know put aside all the tits and the killing and stuff but just the italian interaction is exactly not a lot of tits in the household growing up <laughs> yeah, very, very. But that that show is exactly true to what it's like to grow up in an Italian family. Amazing. And I, Amazing I grew show. up in Jersey. So oh, there my, you go. Oh, my yeah. mom's in Jersey. Wait, where are you? Yeah, my mom's well, in. Uh... Well, I'm in PA now, but my so my wife's okay. from North Jersey, and I'm from South Jersey. Okay, very cool. So I'm like right over the bridge, like, like, like all those roads, Tony Soprano, like, yeah, yeah, you know, so you, you know. Well, that's also my yeah, like that was like my wife's stomping grounds back when she was growing up like that whole area, but back when she was stomping back when she was stomping, (laughs) um, I don't know what that means, but okay. Anyway, so, um, we're reaching an hour 45. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, I do just, I want to take a minute just to thank everybody. Um, thanks to Jan for filling in for Danny. Um, you did a great job. Um, you talked more than Danny, which, yeah, that's the same. You know, just fire Danny and just, you know, wow. He look at him. Kyle with, Danny, the, Danny, with the Danny memes already. V3. With the memes already. Uh, <laughs> Don't fire thank Danny. You, thank you, Kyle, uh, for coming um, on the show. You know, giving us that key forge bump. Hopefully, we'll. Well, you don't really need it, but we'll give you the off the clack bump. <laughs> All right, man. And well, yeah, you guys. I had a good time. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you back. Um, we want to do you know some more artists and maybe get you and like a couple other makers on. Would be a pretty fun show. Cool. Um, or maybe even something live could be interesting. But yeah, um, we could fight, we could mud wrestle. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was thinking jello. Come, come to the Seattle meetup, and we'll like a wrestling pit for you and the that other artists and makers. Great. Yeah, I that just made. I, I almost just made the most inappropriate joke. So we're gonna end on that. <laughs> we're gonna end there. <laughs> we'll edit it out. Um, Chris, yeah, I mean, I don't. We don't have anything. I think housekeeping. Um, the Patreon oh, okay. stuff will be handled once Danny comes back because that's his well, that's side his of things. Thing. Yeah, except for somehow I'm the one that sends everything out. Uh, so unless Chris has anything, my, we can. My audacity might not be recorded. So literally, he's the one who wanted to do audacity. So my he's audacity literally recorded for 26 minutes and five seconds and then stopped for some reason. I can't believe you. Can't okay. believe you oh my God, it was when I unplugged my microphone. Oh, yeah. Remember when the microphone wasn't working? All right. Well, so we probably didn't have to use audacity. Good well, we've I'm got like recording. three other. Sc- yeah, I got OBS recording. <laughs> recording so I'm glad we know. figured this out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I just you guys are running a tight ship here, aren't you? 
I no. just checked so it's I could get honestly, ready to stop man, it. Listen, if you like, if it's <laughs> funny, if you, if you listen to like our podcast in order, yeah, it. it goes from like, we have all these technical problems and then it, it starts to hit a rhythm and we're fine. But then fucking Danny goes on a two week vacation and Chris moves across the country the same yeah. time. It just ruined everything. Rough. So we'll rough. be back rough. next, next week, week. We'll be normal. Back. Next, yeah, ba- yeah, we'll be next back. week. I'll have we'll my back. computer. Danny will be back. We'll have the proper OBS set up. Danny will be back to talk three times during the whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. No one will be able to know. Um, yeah, and then we'll have you back on, Kyle. All right. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank, thank you, everybody. Thanks, Twitch. Thanks, Discord. Um, podcast, hopefully, we'll see what happened with the recordings, but hopefully it'll be up tomorrow. Yeah, we'll have a recording of some sort. I mean, no one went out or dropped off. So we should um, be and, yeah, and if anybody wants, um, I'm going to skip it tonight. I have to get to bed, um, but the Flavor Zone will be open to talk. Uh, Kyle, do not feel any obligation to stay there. Uh, nor I got to go grocery shopping. Anybody, so yeah, okay. <laughs> Looks like the flavors he's going to start. Uh, <laughs> thanks again. Right, so let's, let's, oh, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Take us home. I was say, so let's, uh, yeah, so that's the end of the podcast. And um, yeah, that's about it. So Kylie, if you want to stick around for a bit right after we end the stream and uh, we'll just go over some end of stream stuff.